Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We ask and we say there is illumination. The highest of our understanding is enlightened. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Everyone can be OG as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified, even as we are edified in the name of Jesus. Amen. Second Timothy 3, 16. 2 Timothy 3, 16. says whole scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction and instruction in righteousness so we said all scripture when we say all scripture is given by the inspiration of God we've said that that word inspiration is not um is not um um God's dictation it is inspired and it's profitable for doctrine now that word doctrine we, we have to we, as we progress in our Bible study we are going to take a closer look at certain things that word doctrine is the word didaskalia and it means teaching it means explanation we, we looked at Nehemiah and we said a, a preacher of the word must be able to study, must be able to have a well-researched approach into the scripture. That is why you see in 2 Timothy 2, where Paul told Timothy, he says, study to show yourself approved. He now says, a workman that needed not to be ashamed. Oh, this is, is this recording? Uh, uh, it says, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So that means a believer or a preacher of the word must have a clear understanding of what he is saying so that he is not influenced negatively in his message. And that's why a preacher of the gospel must be patient. I don't expect that this series I'm approaching now, you will start teaching it in your cell meeting or that will be your next, your next outreach sermon. Brethren, do you know there's a falling word? There is a student, there is the giant and the nephilim. You, do, you know what, do you know the problem with those things? You will lead somebody into error. Because you are still trying to understand it, and you are now explaining what you are still trying to understand to somebody that is confused. Both of you will both be confused together, and then the word, because the word of God must be properly handled with care. The word of God is not something that you can just dabble in, you know, it must be properly handled with care. So, we, 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 when it says, the, 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 when it says, all scripture is given and is profitable, or failing must, it now says, for doctrine. That is, it is advantageous. So, that means the document. Now, there's, there's something we're going to look at in Bible hermeneutics. And it's a big question. But God will remember, but God and everyone will remember when we, when we discuss that question. That doesn't mean that this document is the word of God. <laughs> or what is really the word of God? No, we have to ask ourselves those questions. Since we said, now look at, look at the journey. We said it is not God's dictation. 
Abi, <laughs> we said this scripture is not, is not God's dictation. It's just men inspired by the Holy Ghost to put things down. Now, the biggest question will now be, is this the word of God or what makes the content of this thing the word of God? We're going to approach that if I not it. What makes the content of this book the word of God? Because if you look at how we have studied so far, we said there are cultures of men in the scriptures. Just like the wedding culture, we can't approach it. The Near Eastern culture is also written in scripture. It's written in their, in their approach to things. The Near Eastern culture. You will find some of their cultures involved in the writing. You can't take it away. It's just like our culture. You won't find Thanksgiving culture in the scripture. But you will find their own Passover, Feast of the Unleavened. They still celebrate it today. So those cultures are still there. Now, let me tell you what God did. God walked. Now, look at me. Don't write. Just look at me. God accommodated that culture and walked with it. So it's like saying, let me, look, let, let me explain it to you. It's like saying Jesus or God is going to walk with us in our today's world. What will he do? He will take things or traditions or things we are used to in our culture or in our world and walk with it. So, can God do without man? Yes or no? <laughs> Can God do without man? Yes or no? <laughs> so, what did he do? They had a feast. So, it's just like Pentecost, 50 days after the unleavened bread. It was just a normal celebration. Eh? But he walked with that culture to do his own work. That was not the day the Holy Ghost now came. A new, and the meaning of that thing is just, they will start afresh, new beginning. Ah, you see, this, this is a new a fresh start. I have a lot to share. It, that, that Feast of Pentecost is feast, means a feast of new beginnings. It means they will start afresh. So what did what God do? He accommodated and said, okay, this is that day where the Feast of New Beginning, the Holy Ghost will come upon the afresh, will start a name. So he will walk. So what was God doing? He was walking. Now, see, let me, I, I will explain to you. Let, before we get into our story, let me explain some cultural context to you. Look at Abraham, Moses, Jacob, Isaac, all of them. They, they were traditional men, Near Eastern men. Um, Near Eastern, they had a Near Eastern culture. They had their own kind of food. They had their kind of culture. They had their way of behavior. What did God do? God walked, God saw it and decided to walk with them with it. So, God asks, look, look, listen to what I'm saying. God has always accommodated men. He has always accommodated men's world or man's world. That's why somebody will say, hmm, Say, okay, how did they hear the gospel in this and that? He has accommodated their culture. Today, he is still doing it. Yes. He is still working with you. That's why today, some people say, ah, eh, holy water does not work for them. Go and meet the people that holy water is working for. 
Only that we can't see it as a practice in scripture. <laughs> but some people, holy water, if he is working, he's accommodating it. He's just wanting to do his work. The more you study the scripture, is the more you will love God. That ah, ah, what a God is this? Accommodating the newer sins of men, accommodating the traditions, the works, the life. You know, God work with men. You know that same Noah who built the ark, who did everything. Do you know that Noah became a drunkard? Oh, you didn't know? Noah became a drunkard later and slept with his own daughters. You, have you forgotten? Oh. Abomination. He now, that, that, because there's only cause and effect. That race, he slept with his own daughter, that the children did not give birth to. The Moabite. Now, guess what now happened? Guess what happened? That was what now happened with Ruth. You know, Moabite was now involved in Ruth. Ah, you, some of you, have, some of you have not read the Bible. Now you are looking at me like I'm talking in tongues. See why you should be reading the Bible. Don't worry. This is for workers. We are going to do four months Bible plan. You look at the Bible again. <laughs> I just wanted to see it. That same Moabite now came back again, resurfaced again in Ruth. You will now be thinking, hmm, who did Ruth marry? A Moabite. Hey, you know, I'm wondering, what's God doing? What's God doing? Ruth was not a good person like that. Who went to seduce? That's why I I they used to say something when we were younger. Ruth Abokoku. I don't know that that it was really true. <laughs> Abokoku means when I follows man. <laughs> that's the best way to that's what she did. She went to walk away. She said how do you say Queen Queen Esther? This is that do you know what Esther did? Do you know what Esther did that that gave that Epal gave favor? You went to sleep with the king. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So, you have to read the scripture as one. Now, look at something. Before, before we get into, before we get into, um, before we get into proper study. When we say the scripture, let me tell you. What's the scripture? When we say, when we say even this Bible. Now, I want Sister Litra. <laughs> what we say? What we say? This Bible. What are we talking about? The Old Testament. Scripture, Old Testament. What were they doing with the New? Don't forget, the New Testament were just documents, writings, and questions that churches had, or they were just. So that means the document in front of everybody in the early church. The document in front of Paul. The document in front of Jesus' disciples. The document in front of the church of Corinth. Okay, let me show you something. Go to John. 1 John. Go to 1 John. Go to 1 John. Verse 1 John 3. 
1 John 3. Are we there? It says, for this is the message that we have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Look at what he now did in verse 12. Not as Cain. So now look at something. Why would they preach that way? Because the document and the Bible in front of them is the other. It says, not as Cain. Who was of the wicked one? Who sleeps, brother? Wherefore he sleeps? Because of his own work and all of those things. So, which examples were they using to teach in the, in the new? What were they using to teach the churches in the, in the, in, in the early churches? The Old Testament. Okay, go to Corinth. 1 Corinthians 10. Go to Corinth. Moreover, brethren, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were, were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and all baptized unto Moses. You see, they are bringing those narrative again. It's to show you that the document in their hand is what? The Old Testament. So when Paul was telling them in that same first Corinthians that I cannot speak unto you as unto Cana, even as unto baby in Christ, they saw a perception of what they were hearing. There will be a remembering, hmm, when Moses was preaching, he could not talk to them about certain things. 1 Corinthians 3. He could not talk to them about certain things. Instead of telling them that God wants to build a temple with them, he, he built a temple to show them. You don't understand? It's what The real sermon of Moses was the temple that God, God, we are the temple of God, God wants to live with us. But instead of them to understand it, he built a temple, so that they will see it that God wants to live. So are you saying he could not communicate unto them too? So what are you seeing how the writers did? So that's why the four synoptic gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, they seem to bring those narrative again, just like Isaiah said. If if you guys paid attention, mission is possible. There was something I taught you people. I explained forgiveness of sin in light of healing. How many of you remember? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I because there was a way Jesus said something. If you can remember clearly, there's a way Jesus said it. Instead of saying you are healed, he says your sins are forgiven. I now have to explain it. I said, what, what was Jesus saying? Go and pick it up again and hear it. Don't say, hey, the entire eight hours are more. Eh. Why do you think why do you think it was recorded? <laughs> why do you think it was recorded? So you can hear it again. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Go and pick it again. I explain something. There's a way he explain it. He will say, Your sins are for you say, go, you are made old. Ah. I thought if it is just to be healed, you will be using that kind of statement. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that means that they had the narrative. You know, and we're now doing, if you remember that series very well, exploring, I think, what's the title? Exploring, exploring the four Gospels, Miracle Science, and exploring the, we looked at Miracle Science, and exploring the, was it really the four Gospels? We really did. I don't think we did it. We, we tried, we tried our best with the four Gospels. He said, Pastor, I was expecting how you would talk about all the miracles in the book of John. 
they play. <laughs> it's, it's, in years to come, I'll do that. Uh, now, see. And I explained, when it says, by his stripes you are healed, I explained first Peter, and I explained Isaiah. Ah, so, so they, I mean, I've never picked that message. All they will just hear is, a man go uses, a man go uses. <laughs> some of you were even sleeping that day. Some of you, your, your note, if they ever ask you to bring your notes now, now your note is like tongues. <laughs> you, have to, you have to pay attention. Wow. Uh, one thing you will learn in this church, you will learn Bible. Ah, you have to learn how you you would you will love God. Your worship of God will be will be cool because you have to have a clear understanding of the word. So we we explained it. So that means the document in their hand was the Old Testament. And I told you, okay, go to the front of your Bible. Go to that page. Where they put this? <laughs> Who did have Where they put this? The what did you see? The old Testament. Is it Moses that wrote that? <laughs> Abizi Abraham. Abizi Paul. <laughs> that means it's somebody like you that put it there. Hope you know that Jesus will not have called it Old Testament <laughs> because that's the only thing they had. Jesus will not have called it Old Testament. They called it Old Testament for, for, so that we can understand it. But it is, it's not understandable, understanding problem. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? They now went to one, go to that one in the New Testament. They now put it, it's like a middle wall of partition, a bridge. <laughs> Everybody has that bridge. <laughs> My own has one. Fresh page. They put how many of you, you all have fresh page? How many of you they just put they just continue on that one, they don't care about you. <laughs> Let me see, how many of you they don't even care about you? You are they don't care about you. Your own Bible. Ah, you they try. Ah, they don't care about you. They put fresh page. Hey, hey, they care about you. You fresh, fresh page. Me too, fresh page. <laughs> so you see that he went through editorial material. Are you, are you seeing it? So you see that this thing is edition. Some people so do not go through first page. Some people so they just continue. Just New Testament. Next. <laughs> we, my own, they put me to a partition of fresh page. They cover the plate. They, see that they went through. They made sure that it is edited. They package it. Are you seeing it? So when we are saying some things, are, don't be afraid. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Don't be afraid. It's man that puts it together, yet with the inspiration of God. But can there be mistakes? Mistakes with different things. Are you getting what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, it's not, Jesus did not call, in fact, as a Jesus time, they've not written it. So, they will not have said, Jesus will not have said, so when I was talking in the New Testament, no. The only document in front of Jesus was Genesis to Malachi. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so when we say in 2 Timothy 3 verse 16, all scripture is given by the children and is profitable or felimous for doctrine, advantageous for doctrine. That means a preacher of the gospel must learn to approach the scriptures intelligently. So when we said, we are looking at Genesis 3, 
We've looked at the serpent, the Nakash, and we're going to look at more things about him this, this today. But we looked at the supernatural world. We looked at how the garden, right? How the garden is a supernatural context, right? We looked at the mountain of God, right? We said trees, all of those things, they communicate supernatural realities. This, we said trees, we said um, uh, mountains, they are places of encounter, places of encounters. And now, somebody say, oh, so I should be going to the mountain now to this world. Mm -mm. It's just a place of seclusion. Are you getting what I'm saying? So they just, it's just because it's a place of seclusion. It's, they now think it's in their own world. It's not like in a supernatural context. And I want to do, you know, if you go, fine. If you don't, your room can be a place of seclusion. A retreat center can be a place, like where we did mission is possible. That's a true place of supernatural encounter. Because <laughs> it's truly a desert. I, I, I really like that place. God knows. Heaven and earth knows that I like that place. A true place where no, you, are, you are far away from the world. You can't hear a sound. No, you know, ah, ah, no. I, I never expected that a place like that can be in this New York. Where you just, New York is to be also bustle, busy. But they, ah, that's God. God that, <laughs> that's God. So they just so you don't have to go to mountains or trees or all of those things. No, it's it's you do. Some people believe that now until I go to a mountain before I encounter God. No, God has now God is now living in our hearts. Don't forget that. So the whole the whole point of those things are just a place of seclusion where I just want to concentrate, right, and just focus on God. So, but we looked at those things the way they saw it. So that means we said we must read the Bible in a supernatural context. I'm sorry, bring my phone. We must read the Bible in a supernatural context. So we, we, we must learn to read the Bible in a supernatural context. Sorry, I just need to switch something up. I don't like the notification I'm getting. Wait. So you must learn to switch. <laughs> It was led to read the Bible in this Russian context. So now, let's look at. So we looked at. Let's go to Genesis 3 again. Genesis 3. Oh, well, you ready? You want, you want to understand some things? So it says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God has made. And had God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the true fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as God, knowing good and evil. So there was one emphasis there, and that's the emphasis on the eat. I explained this eat in Let There Be Light. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you remember the Hebrew word. Eh? Pasco. Fail me. Aka. A-K-L. That's the Hebrew word. And it implies to eat, to consume, or to dine. You see that word. It was used in Genesis 2, 16, where it says, and the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden, thou mayest freely eat. 
So Adam obviously was physically alive and for him to have eaten the tree of life, which will mean it's and live would not be logical because he ate the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and he did not die physically until and he lived about 9-30 years. So that's to tell you that it is not literal. Are you seeing it? Because you will find a lot of people ask questions as touching these issues, and they will be wondering, ah, Adam ate the fruit, yet he's still living. In fact, he lived longer than some people on this earth now, now on 30 years. Are you wondering? So it should tell you that if, and I, I explained that in Let There Be Light, I'm, I'm not, because of what I've done in Let There Be Light, I'm not trying to get too much into it. So go and pick Lady Every Life series. <laughs> I'm not trying to get much into it because there's one way I really want to explain today, and I'll be so excited if I get there. So we said, so just to give you a recap of what I said in Lady Every Life, heat and leave. Eat and leave um, is used to explain obedience to God's voice. I don't know if you remember. Oh, I said there's a voice. Yeah, we said that. It's used to explain obedience to God's voice. And we said not to eat is not to live, right? We, we said it in Let There Be Light. Not to eat is not to live. And that's to explain what? Death, disobedience, right? Independence. So that means when, now look at something. This eat, what eat is to explain that I'm dependent on God. And you know, in this series we've been looking at, what's that crave for that man's independence? And to, to, to not to hit or to, to not eat or, and leave or to disobey is independence. Independence. So God wants us to be dependent on him. So it's like saying today, we now, we now, we now, what were the things we did in our Lady of Light? We now said that God wants us to eat, that is to obey His voice, right? Believe the gospel. That means we are dependent on God. That means a man who did not obey the gospel, who hasn't eaten the tree, who hasn't eaten of the fruit, is, has disobeyed God and is having an independence. So that means God created man to be dependent on Him. That's the truth. God created man to be dependent on him. But man wants to be, to just want to, oh, I want to have to be free. So, you can listen to Let There Be Light. I, I explain all of those things there. and um, So that would mean that to think that <clears throat> Adam and eat ate physical fruit is a big problem. And let me tell you, wait, listen, to tell you that, to tell you where this problem came into the body, it's Jehovah's Witness that caused Jehovah Wickedness that caused this thing. That their yellow book, they made you feel like it is apple that they plucked and eat. It's not a and that now, do you know what now happened? And that's to tell you the power of doctrine. That's to tell you the power of. Uh, Doctrine is, 
I, I would to God I will be able to explain this in the, as, as the years approach. Doctrine is quite very powerful because it molds, it shapes, it determines, it, it can either make your life or destroy your life. And that's because of that mindset. Let me tell you what has now happened. Anytime you want to read this text, in your mind, you are still thinking it's a physical fruit. Because of how powerful those their yellow book went around to make you feel, you know, and it was pictures to make you feel like Adam was here, he was naked. Then they not show you a picture of how a tree, how they use leaves to. How do, uh, wait, tell me, can you sow needle and trade with, with leaves? Or is there a gum, supernatural? Uh, you see that we are not thinking. You see that we are not, okay, show me, okay, you say you want to use banana leaf. At least that one is still big. Or coconut leaves. You pack everything together. How do you want to sow it? Is there needle and thread? And I'll sew it and it becomes clothes. Is that we were not thinking? Then I'll show you once I'm <laughs> telling. Uh, you know the funny thing about the serpent? They, they pointed the serpent to the fruit. I you remember. You've seen the book before, Joe. It was every, every. Imagine that's what a child is learning. And you expect that that child will learn, we believe the gospel fast. So when you are teaching, you don't be looking at it as heresy. Because of our doctrine is powerful. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that can't be. No, because look at it now. If it was a physical fruit, how will Adam be alive for 9, 30 years? I expect that at least, even if he not die immediately. One month after, or let's say the tea, the tea hit his body, hit his body, fifty years, but not nine thirty. Ah, I'm trying not to explain that eat and eats and everything. Go and pick ledger be light. You 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 understand? I I I tried my best. I mean, not not enough, but I tried a bit to do some things there. So that means Adam and Eve actually did not eat a physical fruit. They did not. To read that and think it is a physical fruit, you will miss. That means you don't understand the supernatural word contest of the scriptures. You know, I told you that the Bible started with the supernatural word contest, and you must read the Bible in that contest. Let's go back to our serpent. That's where I actually want to go today. And probably if I can talk about him a lot today, uh, I will be done. Maybe if we can see gods. Wait, just say, you know, maybe we can look at that God. Because he says in that Genesis 3, you shall be like gods. Knowing good and evil. Mm-hmm. Who are the gods? How about that? Maybe let's see. Let's see how far we can go with our serpent. Not your serpent. Not my serpent. With... <laughs> Not my serpent, maybe your own serpent. But <laughs> now we said serpent is from the Hebrew word nakash. Nakash. And now look at Genesis 30, verse 27. 
Genesis 30, 27. Hmm. He says, hmm, I, 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 I beg you, I want you to follow me. Open your Bibles, promptly follow. We're about to, we're about to study. Genesis 30, 27. He says, and Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thy eyes, tarry. For I learned by experience that God has blessed me for thy sake. Hmm. That word learned by experience is actually the word nakash. That word nakash, Laban was explaining or narrating the experience with the Lord, a supernatural experience. So, we can say nakash is a supernatural experience, right? Learned by experience. Look at Genesis 44, verse 5. Now, somebody will wonder, why is the usage of word different? Now, let me explain something to you. In our today's word, we have... Sandwich. We call something in our today's word, sandwich. Now, let me explain sandwich. Hope you know there are different types of sandwich. There is Subway kind of sandwich. There is McDonald's kind of sandwich. There is Burger King kind of sandwich. There is Chick-fil-A kind of sandwich. So that means you have to be specific on which exact sandwich. There is even eh? Nigerian kind of sandwich. Panera bread sandwich. Eat with she. Burger King. There is a... Um, Nigeria shawarma, there is Arab shawarma. I, to be honest with you, I've been eating the Arab shawarma a lot. I like, I eat it when I'm, anytime I'm in Canada. I really like it. I think I prefer it more than the Nigerian one, honestly. Eh? <laughs> they sell around all this Mediterranean grill, you can buy it now. All these Mediterranean um, grills, they can, they can try. But you have to know what you want to, <laughs> what you are putting inside. <laughs> I've got, I've learned by experience too. <laughs> Over practice, I know what I want to buy. Inside, it's because they're different. It's you that will make you, that will choose your order. Or what you want inside. So, if you like, you can put things you can't eat inside. <laughs> <laughs> you will learn by experience. Nakash. That is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> so, you see that? You have learned by experience which sandwich fits in for you. So, but you now have to be specific. So, you're wondering why does Nakash have variation of meaning? It's because there's, in their own world, there's a different way they spoke. About certain things. Are you getting what I'm saying? So it's just like today now. You have to be able to say, you say, someone say, buy, buy me a sandwich. If I say, just go and buy me a sandwich, you are going to be confused. Ah, Pastor, which is that sandwich? McDonald's, Chick fil A, Panera Bread. In fact, even with Panera Bread, huh, sandwiches, there's different. There is Chipotle avocado bread. 
smoke our barbecue chicken. Napo Amon's favor was once a Panera Bread, <laughs> Panera Bread associate. <laughs> he paid me that I did not know how to eat the Panera Bread then. Ah! I'm just learning how to eat. Ah! Anytime I'm buying, I'm paying. Because then, at least, I'll just go and free discount. The only time I'll start drinking, I'll start drinking things. So I'll go and pick her up, I'll just be drinking things. She'll be telling me, try it. I'll say, hmm. Ah, foolish me. I missed. Oh boy. So now there's different. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now when we have to explain our cards, now we are using we are showing you the variation of different meanings. That's what I want to do. Of how different people. Now we have seen Nakash now as a supernatural experience. So ah, I think I prefer this Nakash. <laughs> this time. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> now let's see another one. Genesis 44, verse 5. So I that Bible study is a very careful study. Genesis 44 verse 5. That's why I say follow me. It's not this in which my Lord drinketh, and whereby indeed he divineth. Ye have done evil in so doing. That word divineth. Mm. That's the word nakash. Look at verse 15 of that same Genesis 44. Genesis 44. Now I'm looking at verse 15. I've done verse 5. Now I'm looking at verse 15. And Joseph said unto him, What did is this done that ye have done? What not such a man as I can certainly divine? Now that word divine or divine it is the word nakash. And it was used by Joseph divining or having interaction with supernatural beings or spirit beings. Uh, you see that all through scriptures, man had interaction with the spirit world. And man still do. I've always I've been explaining this in the course of this series. So when he says, I, as I certainly divine, that's an interpretation of supernatural world. So that means supernatural beings... That means the supernatural being Joseph had experienced or encounter with was the Spirit of God. Because it says divine, divine it. Now recall something that Joseph was known to interpret dreams in Egypt and he did it by the Spirit of God. Look at Genesis 41 verse 15. Well, we are looking at serpent though, but we are, we are going through all this route so that we can have a clearer perspective and a clearer approach. So that when you want to Look at who really spoke. And you know, one thing we studied in Bible hermeneutics, I think we did that in series one. We said that Bible study must explain scripture, scripture must, uh, scripture must explain scripture. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's the rule of Bible study. Look at Genesis 41, verse 15. And, Joseph, and Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream. Is there one? He says, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. You know, so that means he was to interpret Pharaoh's dream, and God will give Pharaoh an answer. Look at verse 38. Oh, that's in Genesis 41. And Pharaoh said unto the servants, Can we find such a one as this? As this is a man whom the Spirit of God is. 
So that means Pharaoh acknowledged something, that Joseph had the spirit of God. So that means Joseph's interpretation of dreams was supernatural. Though the word God by Pharaoh was translated from the word Elohim, and I've explained to you that word Elohim is used to is used to explain supernatural beings or deity, as we have explained over time. So Joseph too was also a prophet, like his father and all of those things, like his father, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and all of those things. And, um, and that's why you will see God spoke to him in Genesis 50 verse 24. I'm just, why am I talking about Joseph? It's something we want to talk about, but it's just for your info. Look at Genesis 50 verse 24. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, God surely will visit you and bring you out of the land, whom the, and bring you unto the land which he swear to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So therefore, the divine, or the divinate, in Genesis 44, verse 5, was an interaction or an experience with the Almighty God. So now observe something we've been saying. That word Nakash was, do you see that? With all I've been explaining since now, this Nakash thing has to do with supernatural context. Because it's learned by experience, supernatural, divine, divine. Are you seeing it? Are you seeing that everything is supernatural context? It's not natural. Are you seeing it? So, you know, one of the things we are, we are trying to wonder is, can that be a physical snake? It can't be. <laughs> no snake talk. Now, look at another way where the word serpent occurred. And it was occurred. Look at it. If what, look at because you will see that some words were used figuratively and literally. Look at Genesis 49 verse 17. I really want you to come here. Let's see. Genesis 49 verse 17. I want us to read it together. Genesis 49 verse 17. Who is there? Genesis 49 verse 17. Let's read it together. I want to go. Okay, wait. Oh. Ah. He says, Dan shall be a what? Can a human be a serpent? I use that as figurative. And it was describing a spiritual characteristic. He says, Dan shall be a serpent. And an adder in the path that bited the horse of his heel, so that the adder shall fall backward. That's figurative. So because you will see that 31 times, it's the word serpent or snake appeared literally and figuratively 31 times. Now we'll go through all the 31 times, don't worry. Look at Exodus 4, verse 3. Let's see Moses' rod that turned to serpent. Let's, let's observe that one. Exodus 4, verse 3. Cast it to the ground. Are you there? And he said, cast it on the ground. And cast it on the ground. And it became a what? And Moses fled from it. It became a what? <laughs> Why would Moses not fly? <laughs> Why? He fled from it because he knows the serpent can bite him. Are you like, this one is literal. This one is not. This one is a real serpent. <laughs> this one is a real snake. 
Osan, he said he fled from it. He ran away. I thought Moses was a supernatural man. <laughs> so he ran to run away from snake. <laughs> so he ran. So that means the Nakash was also used to explain even literal snake, literally. Are you seeing it? Are you we look at how we are looking at are you, guys? Are you looking at how we are looking at the study of the Bible? We looked at that Dan, Genesis 49. And we says, Dan shall be a serpent. That's not literal. Because no human being can turn back to Zabbe. <laughs> Except there's something that used to happen in Yoruba day. So Yoruba was they say, Uti eh, you touch me, you turn to yam. <laughs> I remember those things. See, I think they still do it. They say, you turn, they say, eh? If you pick money from the floor, you turn to yam. Or you freeze. Or you turn to goat. They do not gonna kill you and eat you. I remember when I was like, when I was in high school, that story was so trending so much that I think somebody knows somebody that turned to good. <laughs> That's the thing that we live in this world. Don't say, is it possible? They play. <laughs> All right, look at Exodus 7, verse 15. Exodus 7.15 He says, Get thee unto Pharaoh in the morning. Lo, he goeth out in the water, and thou shalt stand by the river's brink. And thou shalt stand by the river's brink, against thee come, and the rod which was turned to a serpent shalt thou take in his hand. So you see, he used that word serpent again. So, and then Moses now sang a song. If you notice that, it says that that it says that, and the rod that was turned to a serpent, and the, you saw that um, what after this their encounter with um, Pharaoh and all of these things, when the children of Egypt left, um, when the children of Egypt left that uh, place of idol worship, place of supernatural beings and gods, because those plagues. Those issues. So you see that, look at something. You know, I, I taught you many years ago on the hardness of Pharaoh's heart where it seemed like the plagues kept coming. You wonder how those things happened. You see that it was a supernatural world contest because it was a fight. Then when they now left, Moses now sang a song in Exodus 15. Look at Exodus 15. I'm so sorry, Sister Roque. We did not wait for you. I'm the one that caused it. We could have waited. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I just, I'm trying to run with time. It says, and they sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, saying, speak. And it says, I will sing unto the Lord. I will sing unto the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has shown into the sea. He now says, look at the verse, just to save time. Look at verse 11. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods. Who is like unto thee, glorious in holiness, Fearful in praises, doing wonders. Are you seeing it? So when he says, who is like among the gods? I think you understand it now. The gods will be the supernatural beings, and that will be the devilish ones, right? The ones that are trying to oppose him when he was trying to get the children of out, uh, the children of Egypt, uh, the children of Israel out of Egypt, right? Exactly. Now let's see other. Let, let's see where Nakash was also used. Numbers twenty-one. 
we look at what we are doing. We are having a clearer approach into this serpent. So that when somebody asks you, hey, this and that, you show them, <laughs> you are able, you are well-breasted and well-learned to show them proper things. Look at Numbers 21. And the Lord sent fiery serpents. Mm, the Lord <laughs> sent fiery serpents among the people, and they beat the people. You want to wish Lord now? <laughs> and they beat the people, and the and much people of Israel died. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, "We have sinned, and was spoken against the Lord, against the." And pray away that the Lord will take away the serpent from us. And Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fairy serpent, and set it upon the pole. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is beaten, when he look upon this, he shall live. And Moses made a serpent on the brass, and put it upon the pole. And it came to pass that if a if, if serpent had beaten any man, when he looked at the serpent of brass, he lived. Eh? Then you'll be wondering, now, do you know what was employed here? Was both for both a literal snake and an image of a serpent made with brass. Are you seeing it? It says they made something with brass, so you look at it and you leave. And that was, do you notice that that's healing? A snake was biting them. And Moses now did something. Moses now put all of it that snake has beaten. Look at it, you leave. Instead of you to die. No, that's healing. That's healing now. And healing on anyone that, that was beaten of the serpent. But you might wonder, ah, serpent beat them, and as he used another serpent, a, a brazen serpent again. And you notice that that same thing was employed in, in John 3, where he says, For God's love, the word that you will give, so this, so this, so this, and this is how he son of man, that uh, if you look at the serpent, this and that, they will be wondering, oh, okay. He says, The Lord sent a flaying serpent. Now, that should not be taken as Yahweh's action or God's action. Because it's an idiom to understand that. It's just an idiom that the writers has used to understand certain things. And it's to make us see that God allowed and not what he caused. It's just like cause and effect. We've explained that in the course of this series. So when you say God sent a serpent, it's not God sending it literally. It's like saying <laughs> the effect of what you have done. Has brought serpents. Are you getting what I'm saying? Eh, eh. That's just the way it is. It's just like saying, it's just like when I say God punish you now. I know God can't punish you. That's why I say it. Sometimes when I'm a business, I say God punish you. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> God, 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 all that is about God is God do good. Are you getting what I'm saying? Eh, it's just like some people say, let me not say any that thing. Before I start hearing curses in your mouth now, you're not going to say, some people that you have been wishing to curse. And I say, oh, all day. You know, I say, God, shall we? God cannot make you all day. They play. <laughs> just joking. I'll just Because of who can do two dear for. Like Sister Litra. God, <laughs> do so dear for. It's, um, Deuteronomy 8. Let's see something. We are, we are getting to, to the interesting part now, gradually. So we, we are looking at the serpent, right? We are looking at how it has been used. So have we, ever since now, have you seen any serpent that spoke? No. This? <laughs> have you seen any serpent that spoke? Yeah. Okay. Deuteronomy 8, verse 14. 
Then thy heart was lifted, and thou forgets, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led thee through the great terrible wilderness, wherein we wherein we were fiery serpents and scorpions, and drought where there was no water, who brought forth water out of the rock of flints. It's fiery serpents. So God led them through the wilderness, and that means there was fiery serpents in the wilderness. And today, till today, there's still snakes in the bush. You know, hmm. I don't know if you remember, those of you that we did prayer work recently, I don't know if you noticed that when we get to a certain place, I would all walk fast. There's wildlife in New York. Oh, oh. <laughs> me that I, me, I have experience. You will not be losing. I just look at it and say, let something appear. <laughs> you will know. There's wildlife. There's wildlife. It's not it's Indiana. There's no wildlife. Indiana, there's there's no snake. There's nothing. Yeah, there's white serious wildlife. In in Rochester, in New York, there's wildlife. I it's I this one is learned by experience. Actually, they, they told the idea to tell me when I was in the bush, when I was praying the mission is possible that. They see this is what they told you. They say they see he has been walking all about. They tell him that they say beer that bears appear to people. Eh? <laughs> when I heard that, I said, hmm. Well, as I was going, I heard the sound. You know, it's like say, as of a rushing mighty wind. <laughs> Walai, I pick race. Because the attribute of a bear is he comes behind. You don't know how he's coming. I had to, because with the, all the movies I've watched, everything started playing back to me like, hmm, bears come behind. Hey, so that means I won't know. They will have watched you, target you, and see that you are not looking. That's why they will now eat you. Hey! I just and I heard a sound in the bush. Yeah? I don't, my 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 tongues and my leg increased. I don't, ah, <laughs> yeah. I was just looking at just where we were walking. I was just like, don't let me say anything before you get scared. There's actually one place where we go to one place where it was very dark like this, and the trees was there. Me, I walk past. Me, I still want to leave long to, to do another prayer walk. <laughs> I saw that some of you were just slowing down. If I saw you were relieving your cardigan, ah, oh, hey, me, I have experience. So, hey, that's wildlife. And just, just as I said, so there's serpents, there's scorpions. So when he says God led them through the wilderness, so look at the kind of things they faced. So imagine, in the wilderness, snake will bite them. They went through bushes now. Are you seeing it? There were scorpions were there. I've been hearing scorpions, scorpions. Come on, mission is possible, I saw a scorpion. So I say, eh? Yes. I was just praying. I just said, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw something moving. Shoo, shoo. Eh? Ah, nah. That was the first time I said, so this is what they call Scorpio. Yeah. This looks like something that wants to Scorpio on you too. <laughs> so, so, so when it says they led it to the, so imagine the kind of things they did. So now, now look at something. Now when they say serpent spoke to somebody, do, do you know that they already have a, they already have a bad mind towards that kind of animal already? So you see the way, the kind of things and the way that Moses will convey his word. 
Because don't forget, don't always lose the mindset that his audience and the people he was teaching were those in the wilderness. So when he says the serpent, eh? They will like, rubbish guy. They will understand it. Are you getting what I'm saying? What's one animal in our today's world that is very common that we don't like? Hmm? You say what? Dog. Ah, <laughs> I've not said that to Joe. <laughs> yeah? Doodles. They say doodles are the best. Dear. Do you guys see the show? Yeah? I mean that it's common. No, that we see around but you don't like. This is what say rat. Raccoons. Yeah. Actually, a deer. The deer in Rasta, They are not here? These people, you people are playing. Let me tell you. I was one day, I wanted to do prayer work. See, listen. 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 Let me show you, let me tell you, let me tell you the scenario. I was going in the middle of the night and I was praying. And I got to a place and the deer, they just did, they just stood and waited for me there. And they were looking. And I was walking and they stood. Ha! I had to do it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I was scared. It was when I did the name. Of, that's not the time you say, in the name of Jesus. No. I said, in the name of Jesus, they ran. I said, hey. I have power over. I'm seated online. <laughs> I have power. Honestly, eh? you are who? <laughs> I mean, well, we can say that. So, so can you say that when it says God led them through the wilderness, they would have gone through a whole lot. So, I blame them, but two sec, two percent of me still pities them that. With all they went through in the wilderness, they nasty, somebody nasty going to tell them, son of Anakwe in the promised land. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With all they went through in the wilderness, can't you, you are just going on your own, you will not be killing slaves, quick, quick, quick. You know what I'm In fact, they, it beats them to a point that Moses had to. Moses had to beg God, oh yeah, please come and heal these people. So they will all die. After all they went through, no water, no food sometimes, they will complain. Someone now come and tell them, the place we are really even going, the children of sons of Anak has occupied it. How would you feel? <laughs> I blame them, oh. But, what? <laughs> The more I study this question, two percent, and I look at the story intently. Two percent of me is pitying there, like, ah, if it is our today's world, do you think it is reality show where the world collects, where they tell you that if you reach the, the promise, like you reach, we collect one million dollar? Oh, he said, let me go, go die. After all I've been through, today of Anarchy is still waiting for me in my house, in my real. Oh. So, they were like gas of The Bible says they wept all night. 
12 hours weeping. They wept all night, crying that, ah, I'm sure the pain will be like, hey, why is life have to be this? You know, this thing still happens to Christians today. Why does life have to be this difficult? God, why? God, God, I just left this prayer for prepare to fire. God, I've not even finished sorting this issue. And now they even say another one is waiting for me in the promised land. God, but you told me that that land is my own, flowing with me canoni. What is the children of Anak doing there? <laughs> and trust, trust some brethren. So brethren know how to put fire in the water. So they say, hmm. You can't make it. Don't worry. Just see. You know, <laughs> you know those type of bridges that they just they start, we can't we can never survive. What are you trying to do? They will have the conversation with you, we tell you, what are you trying to do? <gasps> Pack your load, let's die. Let's just die. What is it to the death? Let's die. <laughs> That's what they did. Honestly, I blame them all. Don't forget, two percent of me somewhere I just to pity that ah, it's not easy. Are you getting it? so? Look at what they went through. Fairy that serpents different because we're in the bush. Wilderness is a wilderness. So, so that's why Moses will use things that he will communicate, things they could see to communicate. So why do you think he? So someone say why did he? Why did he have to write three? That's what they know now. What is in the wilderness? Are you seeing it? What is it the wilderness that they can relate to? It's just like in our today's world now. What you can relate to is Apple, eh, Samsung, Tesla. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know there will be some children that will still born now that will not meet automatic cars and manual cars. In fact, some people do not meet manual cars. They don't even know that there was a time where you have to change the gear. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now there will be some children. Some of you now, as you give it to your children now, hold out, they will know it's electric car. You charge your car. Imagine. I want to go and charge my car. You say, Mommy, I want to go and charge my car. That's all your children will be saying. They will be charging car like they are charging phone. In our own world, we will. You. Ziba, you kill, you carry keg. You don't understand. You got one thousand naira petrol. You got you collect your spots before they collect it for you. You take your place and you enter the Christ. You stand. Ah. Mm. Oh, that road does this. Everybody around six p.m. Everybody is carrying their keg back from petrol station. We, where we meet people is petrol station. In fact, I used to I used to go ask my mother, please, <laughs> which we buy for you today? Say, ah. Uh, let's just, my mother will now be doing it like she was doing me a favor, like she not lead the lights too. Uh, okay, it's a lie, oh. <laughs> Everybody, we meet ourselves in the village, everybody will now be, it's like a whole village, community village, all of us are coming back with our cake. <laughs> now your children will be saying, I want to go charge my car. Yes! The world, so now what we want to teach things now. You they will not we, we, our example on I just bought gas in my car will not relate. If, if, interestingly, when I sometimes when I'm in Nigeria and I say, oh, let's buy gas, let's buy gas, they will say, ah, 
Do you know what cooking gas? Gas in their whole world is cooking gas. They call it petrol. So me, I will say, let's buy gas, let's buy gas. They say, ah, we have gas in the kitchen, though. Ah. I say, no. <laughs> Thank God for Daniel. He only Daniel understands me. You see, he's in America America before. He say, let's buy gas, let's buy gas, just because me, I still, I still want to use the car later. So when they drop the car, me, I'll carry the car. But I say, me, I don't want to go to gas station alone. Let's, so me, I will say, gas station. Say, we already have gas in the kitchen. We don't even carry the cylinder along. Which one is... <laughs> I hear that communication is a problem. You see, see, I say, they say we do not carry the, we do not even carry the cylinder along. This and that and that. I would say, no, we have to buy gas in the car. Ah, somebody sat me down one day. Gas in the car. How? I said, no. I, I, I now thought, and you know, I did, I forgot it. I said, petrol. Ah. He said, is it petrol you are calling gas? Call it our name, Joe. I said, in my own world, if I say petrol, they don't understand. Imagine I can tell a typical American, say petrol. Say, what's that? Petrol. Or I say kerosene. Some don't even know what kerosene is. Kerosene is what we used to use to cook. Say, kerosene is 16 hours. You put it inside lantern, you put red, light the marshes. The, but you, we can't relate with that in our... So you see, you see someone say, why do Moses have to write things? That's why, you see the foundation. You have to understand that the Bible wasn't detected. So you see that? Now, you see why we have to study? Because we have to go back. So you wonder, why did he use tree? Why did he use fruit? Why did he use happen? Why did he use uh, heaven, earth? Why did he use day, money? What were they seeing every day? They were in the bush now. What were they saying? You know, in the evening when the morning was the next day. That's why they communicated that way. What were they seeing? Oh, star, moon, sun. And yet they know it was supernatural being, but that's what they could relate with. Yes, sir. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what they were seeing. Rain, light, fall, moon, eh, money, man, woman. <laughs> that's, that's what they know. Children. That's what they know. Fruit. What, are we, what is it, the wilderness? Is it not fruit? Trees. Are you seeing it? So say, why did Moses have to write it that way? Why? If it is as simple as that, why did God not? So they went through a lot. They went through a lot. Look at Leviticus 19.26. We are still looking at the Nakash. The serpents. I just looked at verse 28 of that scripture. It says, You shall not make any cutting in your flesh for the dead, nor print any mark upon you. Tattoo. <laughs> we will explain this next year. He <laughs> says, For I am your Lord. For I am the Lord. <clears throat> we explain this. Anyway, verse 26. Ye shall not eat anything with blood, neither shall ye use enchantment. That word enchantment it's it's translated. They were to consult spirits or gods. That's the word. You shall not use enchantment or sad times. That is, you should not consult spirits or gods. 
You should not consult spirit of God. That's the word enchantment. Look at Numbers 23. Numbers 23, verse 23. I'm sure you have heard this scripture before, but you probably don't know the text. So I will help you out with the text. Numbers 23, verse 23. Surely, there is no enchantment. I'm sure you know it, right? Uh, so I, I look, I, it's only Abraham that I believe we know it because they might be saying it every Sunday in the way it was coming from before. <laughs> There's no, but some of you, I just remember that even children's church is going, you know, go. <laughs> some of you were in Kilekeu. <laughs> God, were you, were you, were you, did you once practice Muslim? You, you can recite, you once went to mocks. Oh, you were just eating the at meat, salami. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> so he didn't believe in it, but he believed in the meat. <laughs> I like that one. Me too, I prefer their own meat. Salami is sweet. It's like this will put something on it. He says, surely there is no enchantment against Jacob. Neither is there any divination against Israel. According to this time, it shall be said of God of Israel what God wrote. So he said there is no enchantment. That means consultation, right? Consult spirit or other gods. <clears throat> Balaam said this because Balak sent emirates to um, um, to consult for Israel. You also see Numbers 22, verse 5 to 7, what Balaam did. Balaam was a prophet. Balaam. Balaam also, so Balaam did not seek enchantment. We'll explain this Balaam, um, Balaam and Balak issues later. Look at the Taonomi, 18 verse 10. The Taonomi, 18 verse 10. Are we learning something? So are you seeing why Moses wrote the way he wrote? So you don't be, don't blame him. If he knew that there was Apple, iPhone, or there was AI, you know, very soon now your children will be, instead of your children to solve maths and show working now, they will just go and give AI. Or is already happening. Just imagine. That's what you've been doing. Wow. She's still charging. Please come and give me. <laughs> Please come, please come and give me a bag. I need to sort of my project out. <laughs> Some of you are thinking I wanted to please speak against it. <laughs> I'm looking for who will give me password. The only thing is I just, the one, I, the one that I even paid money for, they not give me my answer. He paid me, eh? There's one, there's one project I was struggling with oh, two weeks ago. I paid money, $5. Ah, my answer did not come. He paid me. I had to use my head. Thank God that I didn't use my head. That's how I passed it. Maybe they will have even paid me. Maybe it was God walking behind the scenes so that they will not give me my... my <laughs> I mean, that's the world we live in. Your children now will not have to go to show me your work. <laughs> I remember that was the thing that encouraged me from doing mass years ago. Show the work. I prefer to just do what I just... You just know, you, you know, it's like you can see the mass equation because of what you have studied in class. Okay, the answer is two. But that's so working. Ah, 
they say th minus point. I remember when I was doing college algebra some years ago. They, they used to do show your work here too. They would be minusing points for not showing work here. And this used to pay me. And I know the answer. So I'll just do something. So the, the teacher will miss it, miss it, miss it, and get me the, all, all my steps. He will miss, 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 miss. But I'll, the answer, he will mark it. He say, your workings was wrong, but your answer was right. <laughs> I thought I could slide him man. Oh boy. Look at num numbers to it. Deuteronomy 18 10. <clears throat> it says, There shall not be found among any of you that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that use divinations, or observer of times, or an enchantment, or a wish, or a shaman, or a consorter with familiar spirit, or a wizard. <laughs> Osho, or, <laughs> or a Necromancer. This is all these things are abomination. So the word nakash implies divination, enchantment, and it deals with an interaction of man with supernatural beings. Or gods. That is a man having a supernatural experience. So thus far, look at what we studied about nakash. Within the first five books of the Bible, that's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Taonomi, we've seen that snake was used literally, that almost beat Moses and he ran away. He beat the children of Israel, right? We've seen that he was used literally. But we saw the char behavior characteristics when it was used for Dan. It says, Dan shall become a serpent. Characteristics, behavior. We saw the case of Pharaoh. Where it says the presence of gods. We saw the presence of healing, where brazen serpent became a case of healing, where they use serpent also for healing. I used that serpent as is now something to be studied in scripture. Are you seeing it? So it's not just you cannot just say it's the devil that spoke. <laughs> we are look at look at look at something. Look at what I'm doing with you people. I'm showing you a careful study. We looked at Dan. We saw behavior characteristics from Dan. You see, Dan shall be a serpent, right? That speaks of behavior attitude. We saw how Moses put his snake, his, his serpent, and he turned to snake, and he swallowed up all other serpents, and that's supernatural, right? Before Pharaoh. We saw how serpent, Moses made a brazen serpent, and serpent also was healing. So, which one is now the one that happened in Genesis 3? That should be the question. Because we have seen the good side of serpent. As, at least for healing, we've seen the bad side, we've seen the, hmm, as it were, supernatural learned by experience. But you see that all this usage, a lot of it dealt with supernatural world and the supernatural experiences. Now the question, because before you, before you ascertain and say, he is the devil, you have to be calm. You really have to be calm. And, now I'm not disputing that he's not the devil. But before you just reach that working, I always tell you that Bible study is like mathematics. You have to show your working. You have to take it gently. You don't just go. Mm -mm. Let's see how other authors use Nakash. Go to 2 Kings 18 4. Because before you go and say it's the devil, ah, we have just seen how serpent, especially the one that serpent was used for healing. So that means serpent has been a good. 
Zerah has done something good in scripture. Brazen serpents. Okay, look at 2 Kings 18.4. So, you that we really have to study this serpent thing? 2 Kings 18.4. He says, he removed the high places and break the images and cut down the grooves and break the pieces, the brazen serpent that Moses had made. See, that they are, these guys are still referring to Moses again. That Moses has made for the days of the children of Israel and born incense and he called in Nesutan. So that brazen serpent Moses made for the people of Israel to look at and be healed has now become an object of idol. So that brazen serpent has now become an idol, a representation of a god to Israel. When I say god, now I'm talking of the small letter G-O-D. And the king had to destroy it in this instance, the second kings. Now this points us to something that we must understand. Serpent represents, that means in their culture, there was something serpent represented. For Moses to use it as a form of healing, he says Moses made it, they will look at it. Now, does that mean the Sabbath will still be doing <laughs> That means it's already an object. They've made a calf. They've made an, like an idol of it. Now, that's what this king is destroying in the second kings. And now, look at something. That means that in their culture, Serpent represented something, a deity, a god. Don't forget, that same, look at something, look at me. You know, they know what Moses did when he was turning serpents to, don't forget they were also in the wilderness. And it was still that brazen serpent that they looked at that healed them. So that means they had a mindset of who a serpent is. That you don't. You in your today's world, you don't see it as wildlife. You know, there's a culture in Nigeria that eats snake. When I was in elementary school, they killed a serpent, they killed a snake, and my teachers fried it, roasted it, garnished it, and it ate it. I can't forget that. I was a primary four. I can never forget it. Yeah? My whole culture is an abomination. How will you eat a snake? So, some are even, so I, I, I literally, interestingly, there's this guy, food critique, he does food critique on, on Instagram. I know him because Toraya, my friend, knows him. So I, I watched some of his videos and he was talking about how some people eat snakes. Now, in, your own, in our world now, it's not being eaten. It's not used as wildlife. It's not used as something you go and see in the zoo. It's used as something that can kill you or sting you. And But in their own world, there's a way they saw it. And they saw it as a deity, a supernatural being. As they, that means it's something they could even have washed. Some people could have washed it. Are you following me? So, are you seeing how we are studying Bible now? Look at what I'm doing with you. I'm showing you the cultural narrative. How they saw things in their world. You know, this is your world now. Your children. They are going to be using chat GPT to do homework. You can't blame them. Bro. 
You, you'll be saying, go and study your books. They'll just look at you and say, I'm going to just ask AI to give me the answer. Maybe there will be a device that they will create. What's the answer of number two? The answer is two. You will say, hey, my own child does not read again. Your children will be charging their cars. Yes. You don't know what their own, your children's children will be doing now. Maybe they, they will be using water car or flying cars. Because the world will keep advancing. It's, are you seeing it? So that means if I'm to write a Bible tomorrow now, what would I do? Let me tell you. Let me tell you what I would do. I will have an intelligent study. Not, not that I'm going to write one. But if I'm to explain or put the Bible in a proper perspective, or let's say I want to interpret the Bible in today's world. Let's say, maybe something we will do in years to come. I will look at the experiences, the culture of that world, and I will look at how it fits into today's culture and apply it. So let's say like this tree now, this thing. Instead of saying tree, instead of saying fruit, I will look at our today's world and see. What, what is a representation of something that I can use to communicate to my audience that when they eat something, eating something simply means to live, to believe the gospel. I will look at that and I won't think, ha, ah, what, ah, what do I do? Hmm. In our world, we can now say you sign a contract. Yes. You do a docu sign. That means you believe. You know, some people can sign a contract and sign their life away and they don't know. Without checking the terms and conditions. The terms and conditions can now be as you said. As God really said. You know, that's terms and conditions. <laughs> am I, are we thinking? You know, we are, we are looking at, okay, Let's do let's do classwork. Let's do classwork. I want to teach you. I want to teach you so that you will see how application, how to apply Bible context. Let's do classwork. If you and I were to reinterpret Moses today, Moses used trees, and we said trees in their world communicate supernatural experiences, right? The garden was to communicate supernatural experience. We said that fruit, the eating there, a car, it means to believe the gospel, right? And if you don't eat it, it's uh, uh, you die, and all of those things, and you don't believe the gospel, like we explained in Let There Be Light. If we were to communicate it to our world today, 2023 world. How would we explain it? Classwork. Oh yeah, classwork. Let's go. Oh yeah, group work. Look, pick yourself three three. Pick yourself three three. Let's do it. Class group work. Let me see. I give you five minutes to think. Five minutes to think. Go to Genesis three. The garden. 
How would you take... Okay, wait. Okay, let me help you out. Let's be simple. In our today's world, if you want to give... If you want to explain the Garden of Eden today, how would you explain it? Dubai, Bali, Santorini, Santorini, Greece, right? Somewhere very beautiful. And you say two people were there, Abby. You can say two couples, right? You say Leonardo DiCaparo. What's his name? Leonardo DiCaparo. <laughs> that guy I did Titanic. Leonardo DiCaparo. We can say we can use two actors and say Leonardo will be Adam. Abi? We can say Miss Pepper here, go. Hey, We be Eve. Because it is someone like that will say, has God really, really not said? <laughs> God said we should eat of everything, but this one, you know, he was giving the devil even more information. Okay. Eh? Why? Okay, Sister Litra, let's use you. Okay, let's use prominent actors. Okay, Leonardo DiCaprio as Adam. Leonardo Di DiCaprio. Oh, I mean, I'm mean, a Yoruba boy. DiCaparo. Did I did DiCaparo with this? Is this? He's a very, very famous one. So let's use that one. Let's use. Yes, let's use Jay Z and Beyonce. Yeah. Let's use Jay-Z and Beyonce. Living in Dubai, right? Somebody that somebody knows. They gave birth to Blue Ivy Kata. Ada, um, and Kane. Blue Ivy Kata will be able. No, but she will not die. We will be able, the good one, where everybody the world loves. And... And um, and um, Rumi or something. So now imagine now we are doing we are kind of doing we are, we are kind of doing classwork. Now I'm showing you how to communicate, right? You will use two prominent people living in a paradise. They now link it that say that Dubai. Now, imagine the way we see Dubai. We see Dubai as a tourist center. Now, let's not use a tourist center. Let's use a place that fits in into a supernatural world. Let's say they were, both of them were living in a camp. You know, that will fit in into a supernatural world than a more beautiful place. Because camp will be a retreat center, somewhere they can have access to God. Are you getting what I'm saying? That they were in a retreat center, Jay Z and Beyonce in a retreat center, right? Because we have to look at what we fit into a supernatural world. And in that same place, they were praying, having a good time, fellowshipping with God, God came down. 
And the devil now came. Now, what will be the fruit? The fruit that they were not supposed to eat, that if they eat, they die, they eat, they live. And don't forget, that fruit has to be about believing the gospel and not believing. You're saying something? The contract to make them famous. To own the whole world. <laughs> you're, you're overstretching it. <laughs> Illuminati. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that means we can say, instead of them to sign a contract that will help them move God, they chose Illuminati. Are you seeing it? Are we, are you seeing how to, see, you see that writing is a problem. You that you are blaming and say, why must you see, you that you just thought now, can you have, do you see that it's a, it's a whole lot of, it's a whole lot of work to communicate to an audience. Now, imagine putting it down. Are you getting what I'm saying? And because the audience has to understand. So can we say, they were given a, they had a choice in that their retreat as they were fellowshipping with God. It's either to be famous or to just serve God and not to be known. And in the famousness, they will in the famousness baggage comes with Illuminati. The famousness baggage comes with selling their, selling their soul. The famous baggage comes with fame, money, all of those things, right? And there's also another one of just worship God. You have peace. You give birth. You live holy life. You know, that alone has described the two things. The tree of the knowledge of life, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Choices. Are you seeing how to study Bible? Exactly. They use, so what was Moses doing? He used what his word can relate with to communicate. So it's you <laughs> that did not understand. That is why we are studying. They can see the star up. They can see the moon. They can see the sun. But they know it is a supernatural being. So it's like saying, those sun, those star and moon, Moses used it to communicate and say, see you, these things are supernatural beings. But are they real? The sun is still doing what it's doing now. But is that God? Is that a God? Are you seeing it? Uh, are, you, are you getting what I'm saying? But it's a cultural context. Hope you know Moses don't know Jay-Z and Beyonce now. I think the most famous celebrity in the world is Cristiano Ronaldo. 500 million followers, up to 600 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. He's one of the, he's the most followed on Instagram. Almost the most famous. That's, that's, how, that's how he counts. And some Selena Gomez. Years ago, it used to be Justin Bieber. Uh, when he was still very young. But now, people don't, some people have gone. No. Selena Gomez is still among the top. Um, Cristiano, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, at least, almost everybody knows him. I won't say Messi. I will be, though I, I am a Messi person. I don't like Ronaldo, but I, do, I like Ronaldo. I mean, I celebrate him, but my own preference, my choice <laughs> is Messi. The GOAT. The one who won the World Cup. Just, <laughs> just for, <laughs> I, I we going to watch it tonight again. 
I just want to relieve the moment and cry again, like, wow. You know how I was watching tonight. <laughs> so, are you seeing it? Are you seeing it? So, you use what they can relate with. So, now, we are still on that serpent. It's you that think serpent is wildlife in our today's world. Was it wildlife in their world? Yes. Don't forget it, but it beats them. But there is a way they approached it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Look at Job. Look at Job 26. Hmm. This, one, this one opens something to you. Job 26, verse 13. By his spirit, he had garnished the heavens. We said heavens, I, supernatural world, right? Job 26, 13. Job 26, 13. By his spirit, he has garnished the heavens. His hand had formed what? Ah, you are not paying attention. The crook serpent. Or the crooked serpent. Hmm. That should get you thinking. The super, don't forget, they use the super, they use heaven, heavens there, supernatural world, shamayin, right? And that word heavens implies is the supernatural and unseen world. And that reference to the serpent, that is, that means to the serpent will be a being, that means the serpent is a being in the heaven because it says he has formed the, the serpent. You don't understand. It says by his spirit has garnished the heavens, his hand has formed. So that means the the serpent is in the heavens now that he formed. So that means serpent will be a will be for a being in the heavens or in the supernatural being or, in, or a supernatural being. Let me show you another one. Psalm fifty-eight, verse four. Psalm fifty-eight, verse four. If we can just do this happens today, it will be good. Maybe tomorrow we'll continue on um, we'll continue on um, the gods. Psalm 58 verse 4. Their poison is like a poison of a what? Of a serpent. They are like death as the harder which stopped the air. Look at, and this the what's happened here now is descriptive of man's action. Look at Psalm 140, verse 3. So when you say the serpent, when, 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 Paul, uh, when Paul was now writing, I say, as the serpent beguiled Eve. Oh, shoot, 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 shoot. You won't be thinking it's literal. You know what, why we have to study this thing? Because of that yellow book. <laughs> what I'm doing with your mind now is I'm trying to break whatever barrier to think that a serpent talk. That is what I'm doing. I'm trying to break that bondage, that stronghold of religion that, that has stayed so long in your mind to think serpent is to talk. Look at Psalm 140, verse 3. For they have sharpened their tongues like serpents. Poison is under their lips. Now, this is to show you that this is a figurative of a tongue of 
an evil man and its effects, the effects of what an evil man speaks. Look at Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23, 31-32. Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when he giveth his color in the cup, when he moveth upright, at the last he biteth like a serpent and stingeth like what? Like an adder. The effect or the influence of wine is here. Look at in Isaiah 27, verse 1. Don't worry, I'm gradually approaching the close. And um, Isaiah 27, verse 1. I'm almost finishing for today. So tomorrow we'll look at gods, then every we'll bring all we have been studying about the serpents in clear perspective. Does that make sense? We'll look at the gods, then that statement of um, um, serpent beguiled me. Oh, you know, when, when they say, when they ask them a question, they say it's the serpent. They did not blame the disease. <laughs> the other says it's the woman you gave me. The woman says it's the serpent. Everybody look for one person to blame. That's man. In that day, the Lord which saw a great and strong sword shall punish Leviathan, this piercing serpent, even Leviathan, that crooked serpent, that he shall lay, slay the dragon in the sea. So supernatural beings were referenced here. So that word Nakash, as I begin to close now, describe the activities of a spirit being. In, so we've seen that it's a being that was created, a supernatural being. But why did they use it as serpent? Can we say it's a description? Right? To describe the activity of who he is. Right? Uh, so that word Nakash reveals and it shows us a supernatural context. So that's to tell you, look at me. That's to tell you what happened in Genesis 3 was a supernatural context. Because if he says they should eat and die, did they die? That's something that should get you questioned. And those are the things we're going to look at in this Genesis 3. But it's to show you something. But before I close, I wanted to close on that. But let me show you quickly. Look at Genesis. Let's go back to Genesis 3 again. So that I can, bring, I can bring certain things to perspective for you. Look at it in verse 5. Well, let's start from verse 4. The serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall know what? Ye shall know what? is not there. She's not there. She's there. She was gone. Hey, you're sleeping. Yeah, no, you're not sleeping, but your mind, your, <laughs> your mind has traveled. Look at this. He <laughs> says, the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. Eh? How do you know? <laughs> you don't understand. How did you know? Then look at what he said in verse 4. For God doth know, in the day ye eat it, ye shall be, look at what it says, 
ye shall be, he says, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So when he says gods, that's the word Elohim. And it means you will be like the supernatural beings, the Yahweh. You will be, and it's reference to be, when it says Elohim in scripture, okay, let me quickly do a crash course for you, a crash study. Let me quickly, quickly, quickly. Um, my, my time is already up because um, I kind of time my head. When you see words like this, God, Lord, Lord. When you see words like this, they are all the in the Hebrew, there's a general context to it, and it's the word Elohim. So it is now. In a proper study, you even angels, they are all in the Hebrew called Elohim. It is now in a proper study, you will now be addressing okay, which of the Elohim, which of these beings relate even which of these relate to what, 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 what. Are you getting what I'm saying? Does it make sense? Okay. So, when it says you shall be like the gods, that's the word Elohim. And Elohim refers to Yahweh. And the best way to just understand it, supernatural beings. Sons of God. Angels. So, in Genesis 3, that means what was happening? There was an interaction between man and a supernatural being. That means the serpent could not have been literal. Abi, it was a supernatural being. He was talking to, an, can we say an Elohim, so one of these beings, sons of God, angels? Yes. Look at what he now told him. He says, you will be like the gods. You will now be like, who is talking? You will now be like that. Don't forget, it's a supernatural that is talking. In that sense, your eyes will be open. In the sense, for God does know that the day your eyes is open, you will be like the gods. You know, and they will wonder, ah, you will be like the gods, knowing good and evil. Look at what now happened. Verse 6. The woman now saw that the tree was good for evil. The, the, tree, the tree was good for food. Ah. So that will mean that that conversation changed her perspective. That means she never, let's assume it was a physical fruit. She never saw it, that fruit to be desirable for fruit to be, for, for eating before. But that conversation doesn't say that, ah, I'll be like you, knowing good and evil. The greatest problem of man is lack of his identity. That's the, that's really the greatest problem. Not knowing we are greater than those beings. That's the greatest problem. It says you will be like the gods, knowing good and evil. So that interaction was 
So when he says the serpent said, that what serpent said there, I'm going to address this tomorrow, that what serpent said there, that's the word nakash, and we said that word nakash implies a diviner, we looked at that, it can also mean an accuser, one who opposes. So because, don't forget in verse 1, Genesis 3 verse 1, it says the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field. Can that be, when they say something is subtle, it's not straightforward. Are you seeing it? It's not straightforward. So that was serpent, we said it's a spirit, it's a spirit personality, a supernatural being, right? Now, in context, he now says, you shall not surely die. Really? So that means his subtlety is a deception. He actually came to deceive. So from, his description, from the description of a serpent, look at how we have looked at serpent all through. From the description of serpent, it, it means he wants to oppose what God said to man. See, you shall not surely die. For God doth know. The day you eat it, your eyes will be open. You shall know good and evil. Look at how Paul explained it in 2 Corinthians. Look at how Paul explained it in 2 Corinthians 11. Go to 2 Corinthians 11. I'm not supposed to get here, but I will quickly show you because I'm rounding off. 2 Corinthians 11. Second Corinthians 11. Verse 3, what did he say? Look at how Paul said, For I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds will be corrupted from the simplicity that is a crime. So can we say, that being came to deceive Adam and Eve. Don't forget they were together. Can we say, that being came for, to deceive came with a deception, came to oppose God's plan, came to oppose God's word. So that means, when it says the serpent said, it's an idiomatic expression, an imagery to explain subtlety, to explain deception, to explain opposition against what God has said by a supernatural being. That was why, look at something, they did not say, Look at something. That was why the writer did not say, and an angel came to talk to Adam. Mm -mm. They now use that description, a serpent, to show you he came to deceive. Are you following what I'm saying? He came for deceit. So now, let me end this with man's interaction with the supernatural being, man had interaction with the supernatural being, and it was not a literal serpent. And also, let me tell you, and I will continue this tomorrow. This is means man is meant to function. If we are to understand who man really is, man is meant to function in both the natural and the supernatural world, and also. Sin is supernatural. <laughs> Sin is supernatural. Then, next 
So tomorrow we start looking at what God, the description of man, what God told them to do in the garden. What were they doing to dress, to keep all of those things and all of those things. I will now be looking at, okay, so this is what happened. This is why they did this. That shows that sin, like I've always explained to us since the beginning of this, in Genesis, Genesis 11, Genesis 4, sin has always had the involvement of supernatural beings. So sin is spiritual. Sin is spiritual. I don't know if that blessed you. That bless you. All right.